we've mentioned this quite a few times now about about photographing events and weddings when you're ill. Have you ever had something called? <laughs> no, I think I had one in a Mexican restaurant once. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's enchiladas. Have... Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's uh, for a man. It's it's uh, where you you get um, something happens with your your undercarriage, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it feels like you've been you've been kicked by a by a camel, frankly. Um, and uh, I just like it known. I've I've photographed weddings with flu, uh, you know, runny noses, a bad arm, bad leg, whatever, uh, and I've always managed to get through it. God only knows how I managed not to not to wince nobody would have known nobody would have known mm, that I, does sound painful I'm, just I'm, saying it sounds painful yeah that's my we- that was my wedding on Saturday yeah Whew. well done good for you I'm awarding myself a medal what have you been up to this week uh, I have been um, workshops and I have been yeah workshops weddings wedding in Cardiff last weekend um, stuff stuff you're still looking tired the Fuji cast. I bet you're looking forward to your Espanola holiday, aren't you? I am indeed. I'm very much looking forward I, to that. I, the last couple of years, it's crept in that you've actually disappeared during the uh, the holiday to go and do a bit of work. Are you going to be doing that this year? Well, I'll take some stuff with me. I'll take some... No, but you actually went to photograph some weddings. No, I didn't. Yes, you did last year. You did one wedding. Two weddings. What? I'm sure you did. No, I would have remembered, honestly. Really? Yeah, no, a month in Spain, no weddings. Right. Okay. I did, um, the Fujifilm came out to record some I know some Fujifilm footage. came out to do some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I definitely didn't. I thought you shot off and did a couple of weddings. No, oh. my word, no. This year I have to be back for the 31st of August because mm. I have a wedding then. Um, but so the you're kids, coming back before the kids? The kids, oh. no, 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 no. They, we all come back together because oh, okay. the 31st, the kids go to school on the 2nd, which right. is the Monday. So right. we'd be back anyway. All oh, right. Um, so, yeah, 28th of July. We are we are going to do a show, um, three shows at least, I think. With Kev's going to be by the pool, and I'm going to be here in the UK in the <laughs> studio. <laughs> so, yeah, looking forward to that. That'll be good. So, um, this week on the show, thank you first of all to our friends at Simpler Straps for letting us give away a simpler camera strap each. As we said last week, max function, minimal bulk, um, great for smaller pro-grade cameras. And we've got one to give away each to our favourite questions of the week. And if you'd like to go and see the Simpler site, you can. S-I-M-P-L-R dot U-S. Um, there are your questions, of course, which we'll launch with in a moment. Thank you for sending your questions in. Make sure they come to, not through the Facebook group, now that we've introduced it to you, but at click at fujicast.co.uk. Facebook group, by the way, great place to go and have conversations. Yeah, and if there are, uh, you know, we don't want to discourage kind of questions or anything in there, I suppose. So if there are questions in there that, um, uh, you know, we'll probably just dig into it there rather than rather than kind of the stuff specific for the, the podcast yeah. has to come via click oh, at fujicast.co.uk. Don't stop sending show uh, questions in. No, no, no. It will really confuse this amazing system we've got in place. Lifeblood of the show. The lifeblood of the show. Oh, when Steve sent in those mugs, which we still got here. By the way, I'm having tea out of mine this week. Uh, I can't go too much with it because it's slopping everywhere. Hold on. But um, so we got the don't forget the social in social media mugs, which I think is great merch. Um, What about the lifeblood of the show? The lifeblood of the show. Definitely. Yeah. Just put that carefully down there and then I get tea everywhere. Yeah. Um, also this week on the show we are going to hear from one of the speakers at this year's X Weddings Conference how's that all going okay yeah good 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 um, tickets go in so and you know it's not a 
it's not a profit making thing or well kind of expenses get covered but but that's it so um yeah if you are thinking of coming and uh you know i really wouldn't leave it too late no. because um we only have uh space for 65 people i think yeah, yeah. on the keynote day um i want to specifically or we want to try and keep it as small and intimate as possible uh, because last year I think that worked really well rather than it being a really big anonymous conference yeah. I think it worked really well with the numbers so we're going to keep it the same and um, yeah come along um, x-weddings.co.uk um, Shall I launch with uh, Kev- Kevin's for months now been saying to me we should go paperless on this show and what with Glastonbury going uh, plasticless um, he's driving we've always had stuff on bits of paper I've been very old fashioned radio kind of way with this um but we're gonna go so i've still got a few on bits of paper here and you've got a few mm. but then then we're going paperless it's all off the screen yeah and the screen is a mac, it's a max screen and so therefore the um the, the size of the screen here um kev can hardly read the the yeah. writing so this is going to be an, squint a bit. interesting experiment <laughs> hi neil and kev really enjoying the show you guys make a great team one with a great following that's you one with a voice You've got a great following. <laughs> You've got a great following, and also I do have quite a nice voice too. <laughs> anyway, my question: What do you think it is that draws Fujifilm shooters to either the XT series or the X Pro? I have both, but as much as I, I want to be identified in it as an X Pro shooter, uh, it just seems the XT line has more features and practicalities: bigger, better EVF. Yes, it does. More knobs and dials. Um, mm-hmm. Does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it does. Of course. Yeah. More available accessories, i.e., battery grip. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you guys are in opposing camps on this, I thought you uh, you both would be an ideal position to comment. Does it just boil down to the image of a photographer and how we like to be portrayed, which it sounds to me like it is for you? Um, I guess for me it comes down to wanting to be like Kevin, but sadly I'm more like Neil. <laughs> uh- <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, uh, I, do you know what? In, in retaliation, I've, I forgot to actually copy across your name, but um, it's ICAM Hope, which I, I assume is a handle from New Zealand. Good job you're in New Zealand, otherwise my hand would be coming across uh, now. That little is clip round the very, ear. Very, very. Well, I'm funny. sorry. I'm sorry that you feel like you're more like me. Um, go on then. So, but you actually do use the XT3 now, don't you? I, I do. In preference to the X Pro Two. Yeah. Well, in a, it, along with the X Pro Two. So. Um, hmm. The X-T3 is a better camera than the X-Pro2, functionally. Yeah. Um, it is, simple as that. You know, that, that, that's unequivocal. Yeah. unequivocal. Um, the reason why I prefer the X-Pro range over the X-T range is simply down to the fact that it's nicer to use. It's more fun. I enjoy it more. Uh, I'm right-eyed, so I can yeah. shoot with that. that See, I'm left-eyed, so it makes no difference yeah, to me. Yeah, so... It's smaller, it's lighter, it's I like the fact that it has less buttons and dials and all of that stuff. It's a camera that's just designed really to make making pictures easier. Yes. Whereas the XT range is designed to be, you know, kind of powerful and everything. Mm. Now, you know, if and when an X Pro three comes along, I fully expect that to be similar functionality. Should we take more notice XT. of the when rather than the if? That you've just well, mentioned. I honestly don't know, but you know, we we <laughs> we can only assume that given the the, the past of the cameras, yes. that the X Pro at some stage, the X Pro Next, whatever yeah, it may yeah, be, yeah. will will have the same uh, gubbins as the X T three. Well, there's no reason why it wouldn't. No, surely. absolutely. I, well, I mean, I don't know, but yeah, presumably that's what will happen. Um, at which point, I will sell my X T three and get get to X Pro Next. 
Ah, oh, so you wouldn't use the XT3 at all? No, I don't wow. like it. I had this conversation. I mean, what I- if the video specs remained in the XT3? Though? Well, that that would be different. Then I would yeah. keep it for that. But you know, I had this conversation with um, with Andreas actually a couple of weeks ago, and and it was you know my the xt3 to me is a camera that i pick up i take to weddings and it is phenomenal i mean it is phenomenal mm. i would never ever pick that camera up and to go out to go shopping to go to the to take the kids out so it, you know it's uh it will come with me to spain because i want it for filming yeah but uh, it's always x100 x pro or x70 are my fun cameras the cameras that i use between work xt3 yeah. is purely a work camera so you I, I don't never enjoy, take that out personally at all i don't enjoy no, using interesting. it no, okay i right. don't enjoy using it but the, you know is the, it because it feels just like you're back in dslr yeah, land yeah kind of but oh, it's just albeit not, lighter. I, I don't have any kind of connection to it really and it's you know it, i have to be careful because you know the xt3 is a f- and i do use it because mm. it, it for wedding it is phenomenal it is mm. the best camera mm. at the moment in the range for sure uh, and for wedding photographers and event photographers it's the camera that's flying you know they can't make them fast enough they're no. flying off the shelves no. um but from a uh, point of view of a, uh, from a you know to me it's a, similar to using the old dslrs you know that the ergonomics of it the yeah. size you know i'm not particularly big i don't have massive hands and so i like the small camera and it's nothing to do with looking cool at no. all i couldn't look less cool if i tried but you know i want to use a camera that i enjoy really 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 enjoy using well, Cam Smith, I've just looked your name up quickly. Um, I would assume you enjoy the X-Pro2 because of all the reasons, those those sort of passion reasons. Is that the correct phrase? I think yeah. it is. That, that Kevin's just mooted, and which which seems fair enough to me. And you're right, because I think I, re- I really... Now, I'm a left-eyed shooter, so it doesn't really make a lot of difference to me in terms of... You know, yeah. you're either eye popping out the other side of the camera and being able to use it in a true range find a sense. Are you um, left-handed? Nope. You left footed. Mm, uh, my, if I kick a football, it's a stronger, more more accurate shot with my left than right. Yeah. Wow. You're what does that say? Uh-huh. I think you're an alien. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I better wow. put the third leg away then. <laughs> <laughs> um, that came out wrong, by the way. <laughs> Where's your enchiladas again? <laughs> I, I didn't mean that, kids. Warning! Warning! <laughs> it wasn't what you thought it was. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, where was I? Uh, oh, yes, <laughs> X-Pro2 land, yes. Um, I had more fun using that X-Pro2, um, particularly taking it away. Um, when I did the Daytona stories, um, I'd, it was such a lot of fun using that camera, and it felt right for the job as well. So yeah. I hope an X-Pro3 uh, does come out. Yeah, yeah. No, and of course, not, not, you know, not everybody, especially the professional, non-professionals mm. out there in mm. luxury of having to choice of two cameras to use but you know so if you if you want a camera right now at this moment in time that is functionally the best mm. camera in the x-trans range for fujifilm then that's xt3 xt3 yeah. potentially xh1 as well but but you know the bigger cameras the more dslr style shaped etc um but yeah x pro 2 x100 x70 all of those things are the ones that i you know they're the ones that i my go-to cameras for do you do you watch the angry photographer on youtube uh, occasionally, yeah. yeah, I have seen it. He seen has it all the times. Fuji stuff now, doesn't mm. he? he? He does. Uh, I think you have to getting past his um, his uh, his persona. So for some people, might be a bit awkward, 
But uh, it's interesting to hear what he has to say about lenses and. But uh, you know, uh, it's Ken, his name's Ken Wheeler. I Ken think. Ken Wheeler, yeah, and um, causes a lot of stir in the. In the yeah, but in isn't the that the isn't that the YouTube way? Isn't it? Yeah. But you know, the the more clickbait you can get, the more dollars you can make. And and can you blame him for? You know, can you? I, I would imagine he's got. I, don't, I haven't looked for a while, but he says quite a few interesting things about. Prob- the, I would say he's got. I don't know. Tens, hundreds of thousands of follower, uh, subscribers. Yeah. I think he has every single lens and every single camera Fujifilm have made. Doesn't have the it doesn't have the new GFX yet because uh, it's difficult to get hold of. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the only and camera. the only lens he can't get hold of because uh, he said oh, he doesn't have rather because he says it's a crummy lens. But I disagree with him on this. Is the eighteen mil? And you love that eighteen mil, don't you? Yeah. And mm. I remember watching Facundo Santana working with it in Brighton Street mm. and using that eighteen mil, and uh, it was it was quick as anything that he needed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nothing mm. to do with speed, but uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> Ken Wheeler may have all the lenses. I've got a vast majority of them as well, but I don't use a vast majority of them. Yeah. Right, your question. <laughs> okay, my question is uh, from JD Miller, JD Miller in Virginia, USA. Uh, gentlemen, appreciate you guys a lot. Your genuineness insight and quality of work thank i recently i recently thank you i recently purchased an xt3 there we go see uh, i'm looking for suggestions on how to learn how to operate the camera in a technical way i'm not a professional photographer i'm just a novice but i think i have a basic understanding of photography concepts like exposure triangle composition etc however i'm looking for a source class or online training to learn how to work with xt3 specifically and not general concepts well, I'd say YouTube. Yeah, YouTube's a great place to go for it. I tell you, um, our friend out in um, uh, Belgium, Palais Schultz. Oh yeah, and he's not Belgian, is he? No, he's Danish. Danish. Yeah, yeah. He does an awful lot of great YouTube films about how to use the camera in filming mode. And, and can I just say a couple of things mm. about Palais? <laughs> Sorry to interject. You're right, absolutely. But he is one of the most interesting people I've ever met in my life. Really, he is like a—he's got like something like six stands in six different martial arts. He used to be a rock star. No way. Uh, he's got pictures on his phone of him <laughs> doing like the splits at ten feet in the air. He used to be a professional racing car driver. Uh, he's about twenty years older than he actually looks. Uh, and How he, old is Palais Shorts? Uh, he's about eighty in real life, but looks <laughs> no, about—he looks about thirty-five. <laughs> um, no, seriously, and he and 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 he's phenomenally talented. Uh, he is. videographer and photographer uh, and, and his uh, advice online and his training and his tutorials very they're short really nice succinct guy. and great he's short succinct and great yeah. you're quite right <laughs> both yes. in both ways um but but yeah so uh youtube yeah uh, Pally, um schultz would be a very very good point uh, yeah. starting point but yeah i mean it's not like lynda.com or anything like that i'm aware of would have any specific xt3 type stuff i mean it's a little yeah. bit of a, a kind of wide-ranging question um but yeah yeah go to Pally. uh colin buck um the value of photo books he wrote a long piece about the value of photo books which i'm not going to read off now colin we're going to save it for an- another show when we talk about photo books but i do want to read your question gentlemen to fit with kevin's approach to the preamble great show interesting topics and stories blah 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 <laughs> yada, yada, see that's yada, why you yada. should never change the way you do it because yeah it's quite okay fun. i won't people I won't. are taking the mickey yeah yeah um what do you both think of different aspect ratios how do you choose and does it bug you that fujifilm only offer three two sixteen nine um you know one to one would it be so hard to get custom ratios guys or even just exif encoded encoded frame lines Ooh. um no i mean I, i'm as a th- 
I, I don't know. I, I, all those ratios you've, you've suggested, the only ones I would ever use anyway. I noticed Peter McKinnon, by the way, on his YouTube channel is using 17.9 now. Yeah, that's because the cinematic that's the, mode. That's yeah. the cinematic. But it's, it's also the, the ratio of, of not losing anything when you watch it on a smartphone. You can you can shoot 17.9 video on XT3. Mm, you can. Mm-hmm. And so I've started shooting some 17.9 myself. Does it when you look at it on YouTube though? Doesn't it just look a bit flat, like oblongy? Uh, no, I mean, I mean, you're not putting in the fake black bars top and bottom, are you? Essentially, but what he's talking, what Peter was talking about, yeah. was the real estate on the actual. When you when you look at the screen, when you look at a sixteen nine, there's always a little bit that's cut off at the edges. Oh, I hate the fact that we're changing our entire life just to <laughs> because get a on a mobile phone. phone. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there is that. Depressing. There is that. But I think I think a lot of films are actually like um, cinema films are filmed at seventeen nine zero, isn't it? It's, it's mm. the cinematic mm. ratio. But um, it, it, is there any credence, do you think, to shooting outside those in, in stills? Yeah, or, I, I kind of understand the question. Or just so, crop it. So um, the good thing about the Fujifilm cameras is that apart from the X-Pro1, if you if you shoot at any one of those ratios, those crop ratios, and you shoot RAW, then your RAW file will come into your application pre-cropped at that ratio. So let's ah, just say 16 yeah, by okay. 9. Yeah, yeah. It will come in pre-cropped at 16.9. You still have the full 3 by 2 image or 4 by 3 image in, um, in, in there you can uncrop to. Your JPEG will always be cropped at right. that ratio so i shoot i shoot a vast majority of my stuff actually at 16 by 9 ratio if i'm shooting jpeg plus raw because it enables me then not to have to faff about so much if i want to do a photo film so there's still so you are changing um, the way you work for yeah but 16 by 9 is widescreen tv is yeah. is is not i'm not thinking about mobile phones at that point yeah. i'm not going to start squeezing suppose, everybody yeah. in just to get them on an iphone so you shoot 16 9 16 9 yeah oh, i didn't know that. yeah, yeah because, but only if i'm shooting jpeg plus raw right. or, or 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 raw as well yeah. but if i was shooting just jpeg then i probably wouldn't um, the GFX, of course, has a lot more ratios. Mm-hmm. You can crop, you can do a lot more crop stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I would imagine it's quite a technical challenge for the, the engineers to do something like that, especially with yeah. the, the raw files. So I wouldn't expect too much in the in the future. What I would love to see is crop overlays, like the Fibonacci spiral, the, you know, we have the rule of thirds, but yeah, the, yeah. the diamonds, all of that, to be able to have those on the in the viewfinder. Yeah, now there is a camera that does that. Is there? It's not one of the Fujifilm ones. No, no, no. I've suggested mm. to Fuji several mm. times, so who knows mm. what would okay. happen. Your question, then we'll do the self-indulgent moment for the for the week, because we missed it last week. Okay, all right, yes. So this is David Richards. Uh, great podcast. I tend to... I used to go to school with a guy called David Richards. Oh, uh, it must be him, surely. Yeah. Great podcast. I tend to price <laughs> weddings on the watches they are wearing. <laughs> this is brilliant. I tend to price the weddings oh, on the watches God. they are no wearing. Way. Their shoes or the car parked outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just back from a wedding in Glasgow, my wife's second shot, a uh, new camera, X-T30, X-T3 was a bit cumbersome. Um, didn't touch my usual X-Pro1. X-T3 was a bit cumbersome, so using the X-T30. Right, That's okay. Maybe it's just a bit too big, X-T30 is smaller. Right. Uh, what's the best way to process the volume as colour coding for parts of the day is taking ages? Star rating is working in a fashion, but the shots from the three cameras are mixed together as I didn't sync frame numbers. Uh, I like to present a mix of black and white and colour, but I'm never sure how to divide the day up. So there is a decent flow of images, etc. I've tried splitting inside, outside, prep ceremony, dinner, etc. And nothing seems to flow quite right. Your methods would be greatly appreciated. Go on, Kev. I don't need a camera strap. Go on, Kev. But if you want to send one, I live in France. So it will cost you an (laughs) arm and a leg. Okay. There's a lot there. There is a lot there. Um, Break it down. Okay, don't price people on the watches they're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Fitbit. 
<laughs> and it doesn't work very well. I do ask, on that note, though, I do ask when I'm, I'm having a chat with somebody, although I do have set prices, um, I, I, but I am intrigued um, by what they're planning on their day because it can make a difference to what, what additional things they may wish for me to do. Hmm. Um, for example, if they say, wow, Neil, we've, we've, we've got, you know, um, Madonna's coming up and she's, she's playing a couple of numbers. I don't know where that came from. Uh, or we, we've got a fleet of Rolls Royces taking all our guests up the, the you know, the driveway or, you know, I'm being a, I'm, I'm being a bit absurd, uh, I think now, but but you know what I mean. If uh, if they've got a massive band yeah, and then they've got, they they've got tell you stuff fish like that. and chip vans and stuff like that, and outside just for the guests to have fun with in, in the evening, then then you know there's going to be a bigger spend, isn't there? I had a wedding a couple. It's a good thing. I had a wedding a couple of weeks ago where they didn't tell me anything about the day, which is often the case, by the way, for me. And you got flown in by helicopter? No, no, no. Um, but but I was in the ceremony and there, there was a um, a girl uh, and a. a husband boyfriend at the back of the church and they had the jack russell and i thought what in a ceremony yeah and i thought oh maybe you know some people just can't be without their pets or whatever so i didn't think anything of it and i was at the back of the church it was uh you know beautiful wedding beautiful ceremony um got to the uh, ring exchange time yeah and the priest said um and now uh it's time to exchange the rings and can (laughs) um, bob is going to bring the rings to us i'm thinking who the heck's bob who's bob bob comes tearing between my legs <laughs> seriously came tearing literally between my legs because i'm stood in the middle of the ro- in the middle of the aisle here yeah um with the rings tied around his neck obviously bob is the uh, jack the russell dog, yeah, yeah. the rings I'm come assuming f- that's not the father of the bride the rings come flying off oh no uh and of course in these old churches there's drains everywhere oh. and grills so oh. everybody everybody's diving on the floor trying mm. to catch these rings which they did uh the dog disappeared down one of the didn't make it to the front disappeared down a pew somewhere mm-hmm. um and i was like i wish i'd known <laughs> i wish i'd known that was gonna happen <laughs> um but you know i suppose but the thing is interestingly uh, you know sorry dave we, we've gone a little bit sorry, off, tangent, off, off tangent but interestingly i think as a as a do, you know i call myself a documentary photographer so actually the less i know the 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 more documentary it is. Yeah, because you'll be reactionary rather than, yeah. than planning and contriving these shots. True. Yeah. So, uh, so the next so we did bit by bit, what was the next bit? Um, this was, the this, next bit was, was a well-loaded My wife's second one. shot, uh, new camera, XT30. XT3 was a bit cumbersome. Okay. And it didn't touch my usual X-Pro1. Fair enough. That's a, that's a choice of cameras. Okay. What's the best way to process the volume as colour coding for parts of the day is taking ages? Star ratings is working in a fashion. Uh, ultimately, how do you mix black and white and colour uh, is essentially what you say. Islands. Yeah, islands of colour. Islands of colour or islands of black. Although he has does mention he's tried that and it didn't work. No. Oh, yes, he did. Uh, I've noticed recently blog posts, a lot of the uh, the young and trendy folks out there tending to just throw their images together on blog posts in no chronological order and no kind of black and white what, so you might, you might have speeches first yeah. and, and some yeah, bridal prep pictures at the end totally random wow. yeah and I don't know whether that's a trend or whether it's a, a laziness I mean mm. I find it really difficult to look at the images I must yeah, say I, I, it's, it, I think but more it's, and more it's one of those stories that needs chronological mm. order really isn't it I think so yeah but uh, you know these people are a lot younger than us <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, re- we ready well done, the- David. Thank you, David. Self-indulgent moment. We didn't we didn't do it last week, so this week here we go. Right. Oh, you like this one straight off the bat? Uh, it's become a bit better. 
<laughs> All right, I was wrong. After saying it's a bit boring, I was wrong. It's an excellent podcast. Love today's episode. That was the one on the 24th of June. Hooray. Thank you, Glimping, via Apple Podcasts. Apart from the obvious camera chat, the banter gets better each week, which def makes it more engaging. I've used Nikon cameras since the early 80s, and on the 1st of January 2019, switched to Fuji. There is a number of little gems in the podcast, and it's not all about Fuji. Thank you, Ian Mack. What's worrying with this one is, um, is thank you for the five-star review, by the way, from um, uh, from two checking out, uh, is that somebody in the States is using the phrase coined by Jimmy Cranky in the 1980s because they've just simply written fan-dabby-dozy. <laughs> hey. hey. I have another one that just says splendid. There we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's nice when you spend the time thinking of the words. Splendid. Uh, Philando Jones. Um, Philando from Charleston here. I just want to say, out of all the photography podcasts and YouTube videos, this is my favourite because Kevin and Neil I just leave it that because you Kevin started and you finished because Kevin and Neil are honest yes personable mm-hmm. laid back sometimes <laughs> and there's no nonsense thank you right this week we're starting to talk to the incredible lineup of photographers due to appear at the X weddings 2 November 13 uh, for the keynotes and 14th for the electives now that lineup uh, includes Fujifilm ambassador Scott Johnson who collects awards and fellowships and decorations worldwide. I caught up with him uh, virtually last week. Uh, I'll just say that there's a a slight interference from Scott's end um, that we we didn't have in the studio here and and certainly didn't monitor it, but um, it wasn't so bad so much as to to can our chat, not at all. Scott will be on stage, if you like, on the 13th of November at X Weddings 2. So, Scott, for the second time in as many weeks, I'm talking to a photographer who started his pro career working the cruise ships. You're another one. I feel I've missed out. I know, you what did. What have I missed out by not working the cruise ships? Whatever you've heard, it's all true. Is it? It's all true. <laughs> well, mostly I've heard about seasickness. I'm not sure, sure I'd, I'd have enjoyed that bit. I mean, You d- know did- what? There was only one time, and it was my first week uh, on the ship, that I got anywhere near feeling a little bit green around the gills but thankfully i kept my lunch in so it was all good so where were you where where were you cruising did you have a particular route was it the caribbean or was it i was actually very lucky so i we started in miami and then went all around the caribbean through panama up mexico costa rica to san diego we dropped off there picked up went across to Hawaii and back a couple of times and then did the route in reverse and then I finished up in Alaska which was it's breath, if you haven't been it's breathtaking I no I haven't been no and, and how long did you do that for? Uh, I did nine months on there uh, it was enough my liver couldn't take anymore if I'm honest so I had to come off <laughs> so so it's the drink fest that I've heard it is as well then it, it is yeah all good things happen in the crew bar because um, there's oh. nothing much to do if you're, if you're at sea for five days and you're on the way to Hawaii. There's, it's, there's generally nothing to do. There's dark table, there's dartboard down there, uh, ping pong, pool, which is difficult to play on a cruise ship. You can probably imagine. Uh, <laughs> it's good fun. So, so what, what were you photographing then? Everything. If it moved, I, I did weddings on ships. I've done. I did uh-huh. the captain's table. Um, we had what was called frequent cruises. So anyone doing like their fifth and tenth and twenty-fifth cruise on the cruise line, we go up and photograph them with the captain. Um, oh. uh, formal nights, embarkations. I've been dressed up as a eagle, a moose, a pirate. <laughs> uh, you name it, mate. I've I've done it. Oh, it sounds very showbiz. It is dressed yeah. up as a pirate. Yeah. Um, do Do you ever go on a cruise now, or is it completely put you off? You know what? I'd love to do it, but my wife won't would go. You? 
she won't go. Won't she? No. Oh, okay. All right. She's seen similar well, those videos on Facebook with the, with the the ship pitching and rolling in the in the rough seas, and she's gone. Nope, that's not for me. No, not. Well, see, that, that's exactly what I've, I I thought you'd sort of be. Never mind ping pong. You're photographing people. Your studio strobes are sliding to one side. Well, the, the funny thing is, we had um, we had a Fujifilm uh, Frontier on the, in the lab, and um, obviously when you have uh, when it's rough. You worry about cross contamination, the bleach getting in the dev. So we had yeah. to, yeah, that was we had to drain the tanks probably once or twice a week to freshen the dev up because yeah, it was we had to get getting contamination. Uh-oh. You mentioned weddings, so what was the leap to weddings? Something that you did straight after the cruising, or how how did your your professional career start to lift off? Uh, Jessup's like everyone else, I think it was. Uh, I came off the ships, needed a job. Uh, there was a job going in Jessup's, and I did that for about. A year because obviously my lab background on the the ships I was running the lab in the local store and it was there I met a photographer and he said um, I'm setting the company up do you fancy it I've gone yeah okay I'll give it a try and then uh, worked for him for about 18 months and then realized that I could do it by myself and set the company up and that was back in 2006 and here we are at the time of recording 2019 and it's been mm. going well ever since so how many do you sh- do you shoot a year typically oh, stupid neil i do about 50 it's ridiculous right, okay. it's, well that's not it, stupid that could be good business i fell in the trap of i left um full-time employment in 2008 uh and i left <laughs> so i left on the friday uh in, in the may of 2008 and I, the memory is i got to victoria station having left my job thinking what on earth have i done and then the credit crunch hit about three weeks later and everyone had no money. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be in trouble. So I booked everything, everything that I was getting in, I was booking. And in 2010, I shot 113 weddings. No way. Yeah, 113. 113. 113. And then my, my now wife... How did was, you feel? I was destroyed. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was, I was a broken man. Come the Christmas of 2010, I was a broken man. And my, my now wife said to me, if we have another year like that, I'm off. I can't do it, and which is fair enough. I was stupid. <laughs> so you've halved that number, so that must halved feel it. more. Yeah, that 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 must feel more comfortable. It does. It, well, it means I can manage, you know, inquiries. Um, I do the odd pre-shoot here and there. I do the odd post-shoot as well. So I like to get brides dressed up and go and do something fun uh, without the pressure of the chef saying, "Come on, the soup's getting cold." So I do that two or three times a year. Um, like a fa- styled fashion shoot so I'm giving more time to myself and now my little girl she's six next week so, so there's, no, I do less weddings so I can spend more time with her really it's, it's, what, it's, it's what we do it for I think you know the stylized thing the, the, the post shoot I didn't realise you did that. That, that that's quite a for somebody who has a more stylized I, I know that you've got a documentary fellowship we'll come to that in a little while but yeah. when I look at your website I see stylized because I, I see pictures like the cliff picture yep. which, which was that was that a post shoot then because that was I'm a thinking, post shoot so, so yeah. the bride that on makes the cliff, sense yeah yeah it was a post shoot because there's not many people that uh would do it on the wedding day but no. i have no problem putting people in positions like that on a wedding day because the website is filtering people through and they're like i like that and then we'll go and stand in the middle of a field somewhere and get some nice shots at sunset or um you know on top of a you know a bridge somewhere or something crazy but no i like to it's not fair to practice things on a wedding day so i do two or three post shoots a year Mainly for me, so I can try new, new techniques out, try some, you know, new posing, and then and then I'll, I'll roll it out if if it's successful for the year after. So it's a, it's a way for me to try and 
practice rather than do it on the wedding day. So do you see yourself as a more stylized? Is, is that is that really your your emphasis? Is that what you enjoy more, the stylized part of shooting weddings? Yeah, very much so. If, if people come into my you know, into the showroom and say, you know, we've seen your website, we love your style of pictures, then I'm like a Cheshire cat because I know I've got you know, 20, 25 minutes to create something fine art, you know, very stylized and I like looking for light and, and I like to pose people properly and you know and you know, when you show in the back of the camera sometimes they go oh my god is that really me I went oh yeah of course it is I've just taken it so of course it's you um, <laughs> but it's just giving the confidence in the couple to now I can make something work anywhere really which, which is I quite like doing here's that question many new photographers ask when they're starting out certainly in the wedding genre how do you get the destination gigs? I mean, having people pay pay you to go to Italy, and I've seen I've seen Italy and I've seen America on on your site, yeah. um, is all well and good. But how does it work? Both both in terms of well, let's start with let let's start in terms of marketing. How that works? So I was very lucky. Um, the first few couples that took me out to destinations were friends. So I um, I said, you know, just pay me to get me out there. Now I can use it as a marketing tool. So they paid my flight, paid my accommodation. Uh, and then I just used it and, and and put them on the website. And all of a sudden, people start seeing that you you go away. Uh, and, and, and really, it's just good social media, good backlinking in the website, you know, targeting people. So the destination side, we target that quite a lot on, on Instagram and Facebook. So it's just getting out there. And, and say so I was in Florence a couple of weeks ago, and, and that was amazing because they've, they've seen... If you, if you don't market it, if you don't tell people you do it, they're not going to ask. So I'm a great believer in, you know, show what you want to do. And if I'm showing destination weddings, generally they'll come through. So, so financially, does, does, can it work? Yeah. There's, I, there's really only a handful of photographers that that, uh, that, that do what I call, <laughs> I might need to rephrase this, but, <laughs> oh, hang it, I'll say it. Proper destination weddings, you yep. know, where they're actually doing it as a business. Yes. And they're not doing it as as something that's great for ego and, yeah. and good shots just for Instagram. And, and that's the thing. A lot of people go and do it and, and you know and not earn any money. Just so they can brag and say, "Hey, look where I've been. It's been brilliant." And you know, I'm guilty of that in the early days. And I think we've all been guilty of that. Uh, but the Florence was is a good example. So proper destination wedding. They covered my flight, hotel, transfers, paid me. You no, know, the, the going rate as if I was here in the UK uh, for the wedding itself. And then we put a little bit of a supplement on because obviously I was out there Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I flew back on the Monday. So we put a little bit extra either end because I missed out on weddings. But I'm very, very fortunate. I've got a very good photographer that I work with. Uh, and he actually covered weddings whilst I was out there here for, for the company. That dovetails really nicely, actually. You've mentioned other people at the studio. There's three of you at the studio. One of the criticisms of, of choosing wedding shooting as a business is it's not very scalable. If, of course being scalable is part of your game plan if that's what you're going into business for not everybody wants to some people are just happy being the artisan photographer on their own doing what they do mm -hmm. but but is the is the size of your studio scott part of of that plan to make a scalable business yeah it was it was always a plan the reason why i didn't go to scott johnson photography when i set up was because i wanted guys to work with me and for me uh shooting weddings and you know doing three or four Per, per Saturday for example but it was finding that that guy or person photographer that I would trust to go and do it I trialled different people and at the point where you could say right you can go off and shoot by yourself they'd all of a sudden panic and they'd forget how to do things and I never got now I got more complaints when I was sending other people out on my behalf than I ever had for myself so we stopped that 
uh, and it's only been the last maybe 18 months that Abs has been going out shooting for me and he's an absolute gem. You have um, you have uh, fellowships with both uh, BIP in fact, you've got two with BIP. One of them is a documentary one, isn't it? It is, yeah. it was uh, um, The documentary one is the one I'm most proud of, if I'm honest, rather than the wedding. Yeah, and now that that surprises me a little bit, that one, because when I look at your work again, I'm thinking stylized, and, and I don't instantly think of you as a photojournalist. I apologise. That's fine. You can, you can slap me for that in, <laughs> in the bar during the ex-weddings conference. So so achieving that photojournalism one, as you say, it must have been, must have been a, a pinnacle. Yeah, it really was. It was um, it was something. Uh, the, the wedding fellowship for me. I mean, fellowship and qualifications isn't for everybody. I mean, people have tried it, uh, and they thought, you know what, I I'm not a fan of it. And I tell my brides that I've got fellowships. I think I'm a hobbit. They, they just don't, you know, what's a fellowship? So <laughs> it was more for personal progression and personal growth. Um, and the wedding one was again was a rite of passage. But I've always seen myself as a photographer that shoots weddings and not a wedding photographer. I enjoy taking street uh, documentary environmental portraiture everything i try and do a lot of it so the, the, the documentary fellowship for me meant more because it meant i was you know good at something else apart from weddings and the sw you've got the swpp is that a fellowship there or that's a fellow yeah so yeah that's, that, that's it, a fellowship that, that's in and, weddings and you're one of only three photographers to hold two master craftsmen within the uh, the, the the guild of photographers yeah i need to upgrade that there's four of us now so it's four upgrade. yeah there's right. four of us now yeah. so it's like michelin stars these things <laughs> well that's that, that's the thing i think you know people can say well what is a fellowship and, and there's a good friend of mine dave stanbury and he he really you know nailed it on the head it's like a fellowship is like a Michelin star in photography. You know, people, you know, we need to start seeing it like that. And if you got one Michelin star, that's great. Two Michelin stars is really good, and getting three is, you know, for not, there's not many that, that have got three. Do Do you actually believe they they bring something of um, of importance to your your brides and grooms, or, or or really is it more for your credentials and credibility in terms of um, well in terms of, of the fact that you're a judge for things like WPPI and, and things like that yeah so I, I, brides brides don't care if I'm honest brides you know they, they see the letters behind the name and they don't care they see the awards they think great they don't care but what they care about is the result of the fellowships and the awards in the imagery that I'm taking today so it's not a direct uh, link, but they, you know, it, without going through the process, my images wouldn't be how they are now. So there's in like an indirect uh, appreciation of, of the fellowships by looking at the work that I'm producing. I think I think that, that's the. You know, but take the letters away, they don't care. And, and, this, and the same really with the awards because there's you're going to say I've got to update that because I've read I, I've I've read thirty. I don't I don't count, but again it's I've got the trophies on a on a shelf in the back of the in the showroom, so they come in. And they're there. If they, people want to ask about them, they ask about them. But I don't brag about it anymore because you, you can you can put yourself out of the market by thinking he's got all these awards and fellowships. He's going to be too expensive. We can't afford this guy straight away. Well, so that's the whole reason why I park my fleet of Ferraris down the road. Don't people <laughs> 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 You'll sit down your gold-plated house. <laughs> yeah. So ex-weddings. What sort of stuff are you talking about there? What's what's the talk it's about? It's basically going to be drawing on the fine art portraiture and kind of like the stylized shoots uh, that I do. It's mainly about looking how I look for light, what I do in situations where there's no light. You know, I, I bring, you know, some various different bits with me on the day, but also I'll be going into showing 
scenes in which most people would just kind of walk past and disregard and showing the before picture off the iPhone and say this is where it was and this is the finished result and so it's kind of hopefully going to be opening the you know, people that are going to be attending so I just think oh I can shoot there you know I ain't going to try things a bit differently and not walk past things anymore and just try and you know without, without being patronising say look just just look further beyond what you're seeing just kind of vision the final print and that's what I'm going to be talking about X-Wedding tickets of course are available through the website Kev you're 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 the man for, for this bit of the yeah x-weddings.co.uk we've got some we've got some good spot prizes in already now from mm-hmm. um, X-Rite and Jorgensen and Fujifilm oh Jorgensen going to be there uh, yes Jorgensen albums will oh, be super. there um, love Jorgensen albums Jorgensen will be there Fujifilm will be there I'm not sure if X-Rite photo will be there but they will be supplying some stuff for us there will be all the usual goodies I mean for those that went last year will remember that it's um, it's quite a uh, quite a long day the keynote day there's six speakers six hours of talks but you know this time I've spread it out a little bit more obviously lunch is included and there's breaks and then we have the nice Q&A session at the end where we all stand at the front and uh, people throw questions at us and that's when we'll be throwing out the spot prizes to the winners Um, are they heavy? uh, yeah they're really heavy (laughs) And, uh, and all that for less than two Hundred quid, du, du, du. including your lunch and uh, friends for life. Ali Stewart, actually, I think you might have mentioned him a couple of weeks ago, if not last week. Yeah, um, said uh, I've taken the plunge and signed up for the X uh, X conference in 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 Bath uh, or Bath, depending upon what part of the the world you're born in. Um, I've had the hotel booked since you announced the date. You better be coming on the the Indian meal in the evening then, because we always do one of those. Indeed. Um, I thought it sensible to get a ticket before they all sell out. Um, I was also swayed by the promise that Gemma was doing the goodie bags. And, the, 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 you know, you know that's that's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Gemma so, is very good at yeah, the goodie bags. It's very important. I'm going to put mm. you in the, the important mm. file down that. Right, OK, questions. Um, do you want me to... Have you got one? I'll go. Uh, this is from Helen. Yep. Mm, no surname, just Helen. Uh, thank you for... So good they named her once. So good they named her once. Thank you for creating the wonderful Fujifilm podcast. Uh, it brightens my daily commute, etc. Et blah, 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 Although I'm going to read a, a little bit at the end of it. I used to fall asleep <laughs> as soon as I got on the train. Now I'm desperately trying to stay awake so I don't uh, miss a thing. Bless you. Um, my boyfriend and I would like to join the September Brighton meetup on the 10th of September. Ah, all details will be in the Facebook group, the yep. Fujicast Facebook group, as well as... Please use that Facebook group as well. As the well as the website. Yes, yeah, absolutely, because yeah. I appreciate not everybody does use Facebook. Um, also a question for the show. I love uh, photography training holidays and workshops. Ah. With the X-T3, I'd like to learn more about video to utilise its features fully. Do you have any recommendations of videographers that do workshops, holiday training, etc.? I'm more interested in learning the artistic, creative techniques than the business side of things. Ooh as it's just for fun well two things right I would like to plug my five-day London excursion <laughs> workshop, <laughs> which is also in September. However, it's not really for video stuff. It's um, stills. Um, well, I could come and do you video. Could, you could do it. Yeah, absolutely. You've got a spare five days in September. Um, then secondly, yeah, I was going to just look lovingly across the table at Neil. He's your man, really, for all that stuff. He does workshops and various other things in terms of the video side of stuff so yeah, yeah. I, well i tend to do more one-to-ones personally okay i'm very happy to travel with anybody to france or spain or not allowed <laughs> not allowed to bring your boyfriend by saying no, no 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 <laughs> don't say things like that um so yeah i'm, I'm think I, do, I tend to do more one-to-ones when it comes to, to video stuff and of course i'll be at the x weddings thing on this second day doing a workshop which involves video i don't know of many uh, video courses that's very true yeah abroad 
Um, there's lots of guys and girls all over Europe and America, I'm sure, and Canada and so on and so forth uh, that, that do uh, workshops on how to use your... Yeah, uh, and there's a, there's a lot of these like excursion type things mm. um, where you can go to Iceland for a week and, mm. uh, and take lots of pictures. You read that so. thing about Ice, uh, the uh, Icelandics are again very very sick and tired of um, of the, uh, the 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 influences um, traipsing across. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. The taking selfies in front yeah. of the, the and crashed dri- aeroplane and, and stuff. Driving off off uh, road as well, where they're not supposed to drive off road yeah. and damaging the environment. Um, yeah. The yeah, because Iceland is one of the top, if, if not the top destination it seems for influencers because it's really cheap to get to mm. but really expensive when you're there i'd love to go to iceland yeah yeah well i didn't actually go to iceland but i flew through it on the way to boston mm. so i was there for an hour and a half mm. i've looked down on it many times from an aeroplane at thirty thousand yeah. feet yeah oh, amazing place okay so uh, next question paul robson uh hi great podcast makes my drive to drive to work on a monday entertaining one mm. of the questions last week asked for tips on wrist pain i have been an arthritis sufferer for a number of years oh, and question. changed to the fuji system because of the size and weight Wrist supports help, but wear them before the pain starts. Okay, so... Good advice. Wrist supports. Yeah, wrist supports. Question, can you explain the X-T3 shutter options? (laughs) Can you? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, So you have two options, electronic shutter and mechanical shutter. Oh, those are those options. I presume that's the question, yeah. Um, I think I was going to have to take mine apart. I've got the (laughs) screwdriver at the ready. Hold on. Uh, so electronic shutter is essentially going to allow you to shoot at a much higher shutter yeah. speed, 32 thousandths of a second. So if you're shooting in bright daylight and you still want to use a fast aperture, you can get away with it. Mechanical shutter is always going to be better if you can, you know, uh, I think the X-T30 goes up to 4 thousandths of a second, X-T3, 8,000, X-Pro2, 8,000. Um, and, you know, you're going to... You, the Electronic shutter does have some limitations and you will see banding in extreme um, artificial light and you can sometimes get rolling shutter effect but by and large mm. if you're outside and you want to shoot in a in bright light with a fast aperture then the electronic shutter is your friend uh, you'll be able to shoot at something like i don't know 30 frames per second in the sports finder mode on the xt3 with the electronic shutter it's it's yeah. you're making a film effectively yeah. um and yeah so i think that's that's the question electronic shutter mechanical shutter uh, all the fujifilm cameras have them these days uh, this one's from Mark in Vancouver, uh, Canada. Hello, gentlemen. If Kevin is reading this, move on to the question section. <laughs> if Neil is reading this, thank you for producing such an excellent show. Variety of segments, high production value, and charming personalities make for an informative and entertaining show. Thank you, Mark. Questions. Kevin's wife, Gemma. Gemma gets a lot of mentions. She's got her own yeah. little fan club going on, yeah. isn't she? I'm just hoping Jeff Goldblum doesn't write in. Because that'll be a, <laughs> There'll be no goodie bags at the conference then. <laughs> Um, Kevin wife's Gemma mentioned something, and I'm paraphrasing from memory, that she was confident that Kevin would succeed when moving to photography uh, because of his business acumen and previous business experience. I've been focusing so much on photographic techniques, but know nothing about business. What would you recommend to learn the basics of business and entrepreneurship? Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Um, that's a very good question, actually. I'm, I'm going to uh, – this is from Mark Sivoy, if you speak English – Savoir, if you speak French, if you parle le French Rodney, um, Savoir. So, yeah, let's. Uh, there, there are. I think there's two questions here. So let's um, let's go with the first one. What about learning the basics of business? Or do you think people are just born um, with with that savvy or or savoir? No, no, I don't <coughs> think so. I think it's a. It's definitely something that is important and something you can learn. Um, my honestly. I, 
there is so much stuff out there about creating a business and mm. setting up good business and everything. But really, you know, I'm always very skeptical about these kind of um, the, the adverts you see on Facebook and things like that. You know, t- 21 tips to build your business yeah. and get a million followers oh, on Instagram yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know what I would do if I was actually this is what I'm going to recommend. Okay. Go to Amazon, yep. type in 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. Oh, that's a brilliant book. And then, once you've bought that, add the next one to your basket, 22 Immutable Laws of Branding. Um, Al Rice and... Uh, oh, I can't remember the other guy who wrote it now. Anyway, these books are both from the 70s. I think one of them is from the 60s. Yep. But the 22 Immutable Laws <laughs> are fact, not fiction, for modern business, online business, every business you can possibly think of. Um, read those think about every single one of them they're very simple um, and actually they're all common sense and you, when you read them you think my god yeah that makes so much sense and then try and apply those to your business 22 immutable laws and there's another book uh, while we're talking about book lists um, that, that's not necessarily about business but it's really interesting because there's, there's a side to it that's um, uh, that's important I think when you start out your business and you're and, and you begin by buying everything you can buy under the sun everything in life you have I think that's the title of the book I will check that actually but that's a really, really good book as well. Uh, right, there was another question from uh, from Mark. Uh, you mentioned in the past it's important to maintain and present a consistent style in your work. How do you go about doing this? Do you create and save your own presets in Lightroom, or is it something that you develop through working and the feel you put into your photos and edits? Well, you do work with presets. I work with presets. Mm-hmm. I might just add, I've been I've been using and trying out the um, Reggie. Uh, the Reggie Ballesteros presets. He was a guest on the the podcast uh, three or four episodes ago. And um, I found those really, really good. I've I've tampered with them a bit, a bit more contrast because they were they were a bit. Um, he does crush a bit the blacks, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I I tempered that, and I really like using them actually. Mm, good. What about uh, you? I, you have your own presets. I have my own presets I've built and stuff, but I think it goes beyond that. It goes beyond looking at the the picture. It also goes into the, what you choose to shoot with. So one of the reasons why I pretty much always shoot with. 3585 full yeah. frame equivalent is because yeah. the images have a very defined look and when people look on my website they can you know subconsciously they can know exactly the types of images they're going to get you feel comfortable actually if you if, you, if you're looking at one or or two maximum yeah i mean I, focal lengths. I, absolutely it's it's you know nothing wrong with using zooms and nothing wrong with using very wide angles and stuff like that but if you're throwing a lot of that into the mix then people you know it's not really concentrating it's not really consolidating the brand i don't think yeah um so yeah so just even the choice of lenses yeah. that you use can do that but yeah the the uh, the presets you know i i i used to shoot just jpeg and add a little bit of contrast to them but then you know as soon as everybody else started doing that i changed a bit because you know you do need to differentiate somehow yeah. in a little way so you used to you used to have a very st- a stock look to your pictures was um, was the slightly warm tone mm. yeah Muddy which, you've, which you've stopped doing yeah i've pulled back on that now because a lot of other people were doing it and not yeah. not just because of that but because i felt it was you know it was time to move on a little bit um but I still have warmth in there. It's just not so yeah. not so much. Um, plus, I calibrated my screen, and then I realised <laughs> <laughs> how warm it was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Thank yeah. you very much. A good question. Though. For your question. I don't think I've have I did I do my strap earlier no, in this? No, not this episode. That's it. I'm sending a strap to Mark Savoir. Um, it's it's on its way to you, Mark in Vancouver. Thank you very much for your your question. Um, do we have time for one more, and then that's it? I think. 
Yeah. Okay. Got, let's go. Got one? I got one. The last of the paper one. You're the la- Graham. You are oh, the last of the, the tree killers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going. We're going. Well, um, I've still got a few paper ones. You're going uh, paperless from next week's episode. Yes. Great podcast. Really enjoy the content and find the episodes both informative and interesting. Yep. I saw Kevin's review of the XT100 on his website and wondered if he cared to elaborate on this camera. Is it sluggish to use? Why has it flown under the radar? How was the autofocus compared to the X Trans cameras? I'm seriously considering buying one and would appreciate your input. Okay, so um, this is from Graham Bell. I'm not sure if I mentioned the name. And uh, XT100 actually is an interesting camera because it's. Sorry, did you just say Alexander Graham Bell? I said Graham Bell. Oh, Graham Bell. Not right. Alexander Graham Bell. Oh, that would have been amazing. From beyond the grave. No, he wouldn't, because he wouldn't have sent us an email. He would have just called on the phone. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, Small things. Yeah. Dad <laughs> jokes galore. So the XT100 was an interesting, or still is an interesting camera. I still have it. And, um, or do I? Did it go back to Fujifilm? I think it went back to Fujifilm, actually. Uh, it was, that's the one I took to Brighton with us last year. Oh, yes. Yeah. And You were going to use that as your main vlogger. Yeah, I was going to use it as my main vlogging camera. And I never, I haven't really done any vlogging since. So, no. so I kind of haven't. Um, however, it's, yeah, it's, it's not as quick. It's not as um, you know powerful as the other X-Trans cameras, but it's something like three hundred pounds. It's oh. it's half the price of a phone. You know, it's it's for what you get, and you, it's an interchangeable camera. Um, you know, it's it's aimed squarely at kind of people who I think this camera is there to entice people into the X-Trans range or the X. Uh, Fujifilm X range and mm. and you know the, the lenses and everything because you know I don't think I'm saying anything out of line here and I think it's true for all manufacturers. Camera manufacturers don't really make any money off bodies selling body camera bodies. They make money off the lenses. So oh, the camera is that, is that the way it works? Camera bodies often are sold uh, very close to the manufacturing cost. Is that right? Yeah, and it's the lenses that are. Uh, where they can make money. So mm. the more people that come into the marketplace, the more lenses they will sell, of course. Mm. And so XT100 is great because it's a you know it's a real kind of entry level, mm. but it's good. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's not you're not going to be using it to shoot sports and wildlife, and I wouldn't use it for a wedding. It's uh, you know single card slots, but it's got uh, you know it's got that fully articulating flip screen, which, which is the has, great yeah, thing. Yeah. That's if they could just take that fully articulating flip screen and stick it on an XT3 or, or not even an XT3, but XT30 or an X70, X70, X80, whoa, that would just be, that's it. That would be your perfect camera. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever see an X70 replacement, sadly. Thank you very much for your questions this week. Um, before I start the music, we mentioned it last week, but um, we're, we're really wanting to build the community and audience. The new Facebook group, Fuji, the Fujicast uh, Facebook group, is part of that. And we'd like to invest a lot more time in recording some interviews, taking the show on the road. We're going to Brighton. Um, we're recording a show in Brighton on September the 10th, isn't it? Uh, yeah. We're having a, a photo a photo walk and, and just meet up. and Yeah, we've had quite a few people interested in that, I think. It'll be good. Yeah, looking forward to that. September the 10th. And so uh, we were thinking, if you can uh, leave a review, you're an absolute star. Thank you very much for those. If you can share in any way, as I said last week, so that, that'll be if you're a member of a Facebook group, maybe Twitter or via your podcast app, you are a complete legend. Or leg end. A <laughs> um, couple of seconds just to keep those cogs turning nicely, and we'd, we'd appreciate it a lot. So thank you very much. Um, that's in advance, obviously. Thank you for your questions, too. Lifeblood of the show. We can't <laughs> shovel coal into that firebox until you send us emails to click at fujicast.co.uk. 
Uh, big love to our friends at Simpler Straps for letting us give away a camera strap each to our favourite email question of the week. Go to simpler.us. Payoff this week from Kev is Rosa. My dad's Instagram is Kevin Mullins Photography. See his films on YouTube at Documentary I. His website is kevinmullinsphotography.co.uk. Or for street workshops, training, and everything Fujifilm, go to f16.clip. While you're in Spain, by the way, we're going to do the show um, a little, little bit from Spain. Well, you're going to be in Spain. I'm, yeah. I'm here. Um, the challenge is I want, I want you to get at least one Spanish person to do your payoff and a couple of members of your family. Oh, that would be easy. Is it? Yeah. A Spanish person you don't know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, um, In a bar somewhere? Yeah, easy. Give them a script? Yeah, yeah. All right. Quisiera dos That's the only thing you know. Our Jack's doing my one. My dad's Instagram is Neil James. See his films on YouTube at Neil James Photo. His website is neiljames.com for pictures and one-to-one mentoring. And you can hear his other photography podcast, which is called Breathe Pictures, wherever you get your podcasts. Paul Benson wrote in, by the way, just sent a, a little message, and he said, uh, every single week you say, see you next week. In reality, you aren't seeing us next week because you're on... You're on a, a wireless kind of Speak to you next week. Speak to you next week. Speak to you next week. Paul, does that make you feel better? I'm glad. 